This podcast is proud to be part of the TalkSport Fan Network. TalkSport. Powered by fans. Many of us have those stubborn pounds that seem impossible to lose, no matter how good we eat or how hard we work out. My solution is Plush Care. Plush Care is a leading telehealth provider with doctors who are there for you day and night to partner with you in your weight loss journey. They can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wagovi and Zepbound for those who qualify. Plus, they accept most insurance plans. To get started, visit plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. The TalkSport Fan Network is proudly supported by McDelivery, bringing you the food you love. McDelivery brings a top-tier lineup of food right to your door. No matter the results, you'll always be winning with McDelivery. Order now on the McDonald's app and you'll get rewards points delivered too. So that ordering today means some tasty rewards for tomorrow. Only via app at participating restaurants. 18 plus rewards registration required. Points only on menu items, delivery fee and terms apply. See mcdonalds.com. This is the besotted pride of West London Boxing Day podcast and we're back in the pub supping a couple of beers after watching a game which could be described as probably fairly average (laughs) there's a jingle bells going on here they're trying to get into the Christmas cheer Merry Christmas to everyone out there as well hope you had a good Christmas and a good time Boxing Day football is back on one o'clock Boxing Day atmosphere has to be safe fairly flat game fairly flat bees fairly flat Referee, we'll come on to him in a minute, I'm sure. He wasn't the best, but um, at the end of the day, he's got a point out of the game today, which is better than a kick in the teeth, as they say. And uh, But they weren't really firing on all cylinders once again, were they? Uh, number one, that was the worst, worst refereeing performance I think I've ever seen at Griffin Park. I cannot recall somebody who was so incompetent in their job. Um, and if they're refereeing a game next Saturday or whenever the next round of fixtures are, uh, it will be a disgrace. The English Football League ought to look at that performance. It was totally out of order. Uh, is it Simon Cooper or something like that is his name? I'm not sure exactly his name. Uh, I, Di Thomas. Di, as, as Savvy B says, Di Thomas is probably right, actually. I didn't choose to look at his name, cause, uh, but I will go away because it will go down in the memory banks as a disgraceful performance. However... Um, having said all that, uh, I'm not certain. I think we got away with a 2-2 draw there. Um, our performance probably did just about warranted that. Uh, Kai Kai's um, first goal for us was, I gather, a brilliant one. Uh, I took one for the team by uh, having to disappear on the 80th minute for a couple of minutes, at which point uh, Kai Kai scores what I'm told. Where do you go? I had to go. In. I had to go. Gentlemen of a certain age can't necessarily always last 90 minutes, and you know, particularly if they had a pint beforehand. So I had to go and you know, you did it for the team. You did it for yourself, then, didn't you? No, no, I, I, took, I did it for the team. I thought this is the time. Oh, this is the time. We need the goal, and we'll score it. Um, and and that's what happened. Uh, Norwich, that's Norwich. Cardiff are a um, you know, Neil Warnock side. Neil Warnock side. 
uh, I think what was uh, important with Warnock is that he knows how to change things up during the course of a game and that of course is what we lack at Brentford at the moment is that uh, Warnock changed uh, the tactics two if not three times and the players understood what he was trying to do until we brought on Kai Kine, until we brought on McCrackran and even saw Hoffman doing a bit of a jump then hey you know um, we didn't we changed it up only in the last 10 minutes of the game Interesting, I mean, you're talking about changing the side up. I mean, to be fair, I mean, there was just an idle conversation going on. The atmosphere was very flat for a lot of that game. <laughs> Some interesting conversations actually going down. Um, talking about sort of kind of um, um, stop clocks and, and, and stopwatches and, and, and clocks onto, you know, Dean Smith and how long he may or may not be at Brentford. I mean, that was the conversation that was going on all around us on, on, the, on the Ealing Road. And, and, and again, if Dean was listening to this, you know, we're not having a go. You know, he says that, look, this, this happens all the time at football clubs. One minute they like, you one minute they love you I don't think it was a hate thing going on but a lot of people sort of thinking you know how long are we going to be going on sort of kind of playing this type of football and it doesn't seem to be kind of like you know going anywhere you know there's all, there's all these boxing day things that were coming out maybe obviously people had a lot to think about over their turkey uh, yesterday um, but the changes came actually a lot sooner than they normally come today didn't they yeah, I think the changes made a massive difference, but we needed them. We were so flat for so long. Uh, we, it was okay up until they got their penalty. Then after that, it's like a crisis of confidence. We just went totally, totally flat. Um, we, we were just doing nothing. You know, we'd be holding on to the ball at the back and just passing it about. No penetration, nothing. Uh, you know, no, no great runs were taking place. No one was finding space. And it was just awful. I mean, that, that, you know, during that time, it was just absolutely awful football. And something had to change, and he knew that. And we all knew it as well. And I think the changes he made were, were excellent. I think Josh McEachern does change games. He's, he's very clever. And he made the first goal, uh, did, did really well, uh, pulling the ball back for, for Kai Kai for his uh, Christmas cracker, as I like to call it. And uh, yeah, no, just, just all changed around. Um, you know, the, the sucker punch, you know, their second goal was really unfortunate. Uh, Tom Field would just like walked through by their massive 26. But uh, I'm not sure who you would have back there that could cope with him. It'd have to be the centre-half, but they're all up the other end trying to score. So, Well, it's interesting as well, Field, because Field did a proper kipper down at the other end, where he was kind of involved in, I think it was the second goal, where he sort of took on a player, did a little spin on the, on the, on the ling there, got the ball in the area, and I think the ball came out again. Oh, this might be the first goal for Kaika, but he did, he did absolutely brilliantly. But I think what's more to the point is the fact that Tom Field was actually on the pitch for, uh, well, for the whole game. We, normally he gets taken off after sort of kind of like, you know, 70, 75, 80 minutes. Yeah, I'm not sure why uh, Bielens came off. Uh, I mean, it needed a defender to come off and one of the centre-backs makes sense because then you can go, go, you know, you can keep your shape and, and just, you know, keep going for the win. But, um, yeah, I mean, that's, that's fine. You know, that's, that, that was a sensible move. And, you know, Tom Phil's obviously getting stronger and uh, getting more game time and that's why he's on the pitch for longer. And also, I mean, again, all sorts of conversations going around the terraces and they were they thought that the move or the substitutions were quite sort of not necessarily typical of Dean Smith um, again no, it's quite cool you know, bring on the you know the, you know bring on a, those couple of players the Kai Kai and bring on the McGekran as well they were, they were wondering we said it was early as well wondering how much um, Mr Frank who's the new Danish coach was involved in actually making that decision uh, well I don't know but I think um, they're, they're not they're not unlikely substitutions. Uh, perhaps Sawyer's going off might not have happened uh, previously because he's, you know, he's clearly a favourite of, uh, of Dean Smith. 
but I think, uh, you know, Dean Smith has been bringing McEachern on, and rightly so, because he can really unlock defences, especially those big defences, you know, when they're one up and, and just playing playing for time and pissing around and making life difficult for us. McEachern's the man to unlock those defences, and that would have happened anyway. Kai Kai has got a bit about him, and he showed it today, and I'm not surprised by those two substitutions at all. So Mora, so it's happy bees in a way because we, we got a few points out of this. Well, we got a point out of this when it looked like we were going to be a bit dead and buried. And uh, it's quite nice that we've actually gone into the 94th minute and, 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 and kept labouring away, isn't it? Indeed, yes. I was uh, very pleased with the Desmond today. Um, we probably deserved something. Desmond 2-2, two, two, by the way. Yeah, 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 people yeah, you got it. Yeah, well done, yeah. <laughs> uh, <laughs> praying, to, praying for something today and it came through. I mean, um, yeah, it was... Uh, a bit of a funny game, really. A bit of a flat atmosphere. The crowd got going when uh, the B when Kai Kai scored his absolute stunning uh, first goal. Um, otherwise, I thought Cardiff very functional side, very Warnock-esque. Uh, came here to battle and get a result. Um, us playing three at the back, not sure it suited us today. We tended to play a little bit deep, passing the ball in between the three of them, and then you had um, basically. Um, Egan playing right back almost, you know, getting forward and, and being a bit of an outlet. So when those players are then tasked with getting the ball forward, you're going to end up making mistakes and end up just putting it into the mixer. So the ball was going into the mixer or it was going back to Dan Bentley. There was no real kind of style or identity to the team before the first half. Um, Cardiff battled well. Uh, but in the end, I think 2-2 was a fair result. We didn't play brilliantly. They didn't play brilliantly. Two very average teams nullified each other, I thought, today, Billy. Yeah. So, so we're talking about nullification. We're talking about dodgy referees. We're talking about all sorts today. Um, this wasn't wasn't a classic, was it? No, far from it. Actually, I thought the first half was we were a little bit of that, a little bit like that team last year where um... Aston Villa. Oh no, it's a Burn goal. Burn just scored at Villa actually, and there was a big ooh there. It looked like a good goal as well. Yeah, good goal. But uh, yeah, a little bit like the team last year who were really reliant on one player, like Alan Judge, in the first half when he had the ball. Kick it along to Hogan, and, and it gave none of our players a chance. And it managed to like a really weak team. Thankfully, the second half we come out a little bit, but yeah, I, I just don't think we're getting enough out of our players currently. It's a bit frustrating. Cardiff aren't the best. It's interesting. Cardiff fan in here before the game said to me, "If you don't get three points today, you're absolutely useless because we are terrible." He said, um, and uh, I mean to be fair, dodgy referee, dodgy penalty, which put us on the back foot. But still, we kind of like seemed to struggle we're in them positions, didn't we? Yeah, I thought. Uh, I, I don't. I, I'd like to see the replay of why the penalty happened because I, I, I didn't. I was watching the game. I didn't see what it was for. It was down the end. I was standing at. And after that, they went full warlock. And they defended and they hustled and you know we we found it hard to break them down. Yeah, the car have done anything special, but we didn't look leagues apart. I don't think it was a full robbery by any stretch. Um, it's a bit concerning, really, because they're they look like a bad team and. We don't look too much better than if, if at all, to be honest. We've got a point today. We're going into Norwich on uh, Saturday. Okay? And then we've got a final FA Cup game against uh, Martin Allen. Um, it, it could go either way over the next few weeks, couldn't it? And, you know, of course we've got Birmingham as well. You know, so it could go over, either way over the next few weeks. We need to kind of get ourselves a bit of momentum back, don't we? Yeah, but, yeah I mean, like... We've got three, four, four games, two wins, a lucky defeat, and uh, maybe some may argue a lucky draw. So, I 
okay, we're not, we're not on a terrible run, but we've got hard games coming up. Norwich, the, the team owes a performance after the 5 0 away, which was a, a really. I went to that one as a, it was a horror show. Away to, 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 be, to be fair, I think we're the last team that they, they've beaten. Uh, I think they've lost every game other than, other than, yeah, other than us. Yeah, they've lost about eight before that as well. So we owe, they owe us a performance. The fans, well, all the fans really. Birmingham away is a tough one. And <laughs> I've got this horrible feeling about us losing both those games. And then Martin Allen comes uh, to town, riding high. He'll probably swim up the Thames to the game. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And then, <laughs> and then you know, if he's see, if he see do a number of us, I don't so I'm getting well ahead of myself, but Dean Smith, he's, he's got to come out fighting next couple of weeks. That's yeah. what I'm saying. So, game today, everyone's, everyone's chatting away. They've kind of got over the fact that, you know, we almost lost to one of the worst teams in the league. And uh, we're, just kind of, we're just getting on with it, really, aren't we? Yeah, I think, like... Um, just the way it rolled out, people have forgotten how bad a performance it was already. I think uh, Dean Smith's got away with one today. If it had stayed 2-1, he would have got a little bit of flack at the end. It's 2-2, everybody walks away and they feel alright. I think what everybody forgets is we played bad little game. When it got to 1-1, everybody was really going for the win. And again, we conceded an easy, long ball, horrible. And at the moment, we just don't know where it's coming from. I mean... We're going to lose Hogan in a couple of weeks, and I don't want them going, oh, but we got players like Sully Kaikai that can play up front. It's no worries, because he scored three goals all season, and two of them were today. Granted, Lad had an amazing 20 minutes. The goal was absolutely phenomenal. Absolutely amazing. And the second header was very good as well. But... It's still going to walk away from it to be like, what was that really? It's interesting because a lot of people, again, in the, the, the 75 minutes or so when it was absolutely appalling, the football that we were seeing out there, but they were saying that, again, it's like one-dimensional. Basically, we keep playing the ball up to Hogan, all up to Hogan. If it comes off, it's great. If it doesn't come off, it's, you know, nothing. And we're playing this same style of football where a lot of people seem to be very easy to defend about against because they know what we're doing. Probably quite similar to a year ago when we were doing ball up to judge, ball up to judge, ball up to judge. When judge came out of the team, we had to change our style of football. Now, no one is saying that we want Hogan to leave whatsoever, but also, you know, we're saying there's an inevitability about Hogan leaving. And maybe, you know, if, if when Hogan goes, the team might be forced to actually kind of look into playing a different type of football where we actually we're going to have to find other players we're going to have to buy in other players put in other players and play a different type of football so we're not saying we want Hogan to leave not at all but it looks like he's going to go but we're, we, we've got we've got one kind of game plan and we need to change that I mean it's been muted a lot today by uh, a lot of my friends a lot of people that talk sensible things a lot of the time and they were saying today we look back at last year when Hogan was out and we weren't wanting everything to judge and then when he got injured, we actually had to open things up a bit. People had to step up, take responsibility because it wasn't coming from anywhere else. And I think as a fan base, we're all realistic. We know what's going to happen with Hogan in the next two to three weeks. And I think the team will have to step up. Now, we're still playing with a bunch of very, very good players that can do anything they want to do. They got caught in this kind of one-way system of playing everything to Hogan at the moment and who knows it may well open up for us afterwards um, game today you know we got we got a point shouldn't we just be happy with that I mean based on the first half we shouldn't even got a point we're pretty pretty poor um, second half yeah slightly better so maybe yeah we should be happy with a point 
but we shouldn't be happy with the performance because I think it was just really lacking throughout the whole game. I mean, I said to a few guys, like, the second half was a lot better than the first, but still, it just wasn't that good. I mean, second half better than the first, I mean, we obviously had to take the game to them, but also we made some substitutions relatively earlier than we did, you know, we made them on about, I think, it was se se uh, 70, or not even 70 minutes, but just before 60, that. 62 I think, or I think the first one was 62-ish, yeah. No, the substitutions are actually quite good today. I mean, Kai Kai, obviously, scoring the two goals, there's nothing I need to say about him. I thought McEachern did quite well when he came on. I thought he, he kind of made made quite a lot happen in midfield, and before before that, we were almost bypassing the midfield to try and put a long ball into Hogan. So yeah, the, the subs actually worked quite well, and even um, Offman. I mean, he must have been given some instructions going through this, and he must have, and he and he did it quite well. It was just use him to. to get the ball up the field, bring the ball down, and then, yeah, and pass it, pass it on to the next round. Well, listen, one interesting thing also is, obviously, you've done, um, done an interview for the Besotted podcast, which is going to be coming out in the next podcast uh, this week. should be out on Thursday. Um, a Danish Danish interview. So you've done, you're, you're out in Denmark, and you've done an interview with a couple of Danish friends about our new um, coach, Thomas Frank. And uh, I know you've done it, you know, we, we, we won't give it too much away because it's in the interview and you're talking around that. But interestingly today, like I said to you, was there anything there that was, I'm going to ask you, that you thought was Frankish, if that makes sense? Um, did, you, did you think, <laughs> did you have an influence, what influence would you have had you speaking to your, your Danish friends on the game today? Because you've seen the bees last season, this season, and you've seen today. Is there anything there that you've got thought that he might have sort of stuck his oar in? Based on speaking to a few mates, the only thing would be um, keeping Tom Field in the starting 11. Definitely, because I mean, everyone listening to the interviews, you'll learn a lot about, about the coach. Um, he's very big on his youth, um, and he's very good at dealing with youth players and bringing them up, bringing them into playing big games. Um, I think I think that's probably the only, the, or maybe the key thing that Frank, if anything, has had on, on the game today. So, I mean, listen, sum this, sum this, just sum this day up for me today. It's Boxing Day. We're here. We should have got three points. We didn't quite get three points. Do we start off brightly? Maybe we kind of did, but then we gave away a penalty, and then it all went a bit horribly wrong, but then we changed things up a bit, and then we scrambled a point. That kind of sums up the day for me today. Yeah, def definitely a scramble for that point. Um, like you said, a little... <laughs> quite bright at the start but there but there were some clear warning signs you know we're kind of physically bigger than us I thought we were really one dimensional today um, I don't think anything's coming naturally to the players at the moment I don't know whether that's because they're, they're you know they're, they're thinking too much about it but it seems to me that we're trying to do too much of a bit of everything rather than really sticking to some basic simple plans and um, yeah I think you know we, we scrambled it in the end and um, we all sort of sitting in the pub and are ready to, you know there's plenty of people smiling and stuff but um, but yeah it was a long it was a long road to that today I mean <laughs> it, was a, it was a long road but again I've said to the other guys we, 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 we got a point and sometimes you know you get three points when you shouldn't have done you know today did we deserve to get a point was it a three point game I mean we had a couple of that goalkeeper pulled up some great saves referee didn't give us a penalty that we should have got you know if you look at the chances that we had we probably should have had three points however what about the way that we played? 
Yeah, we didn't. We, we the way we played did not deserve three points today. So there's no way you can walk out of there feeling that we deserve three points today. Um, you know, Cardiff were poor, we were poor, um, and, and we scrambled it. We weren't we weren't good enough for three points. I, we may have had op- the odd opportunity here, the odd opportunity there, but I think you've got to be realistic and say that um, that we need to be we need to be play better than that if we are you know to to get a glut of three points in a run of games. And, and, and everyone's been looking forward to the next few games. We've got the Norwich, we've got the Birmingham, and we've got the Eastleigh. Um, there's a few banana skins there as well. And, and for, for they, I mean, Dean Smith, again, I keep coming back to Dean Smith because we're in a kind of scenario where we're kind of, we're not, we're not anywhere really. We're kind of just in the middle now. We've talked about this a lot on the podcast. Maybe that's just good enough for us for actually to make sure that we are going to be remaining 14th or 16th or 18th but it's not majorly inspiring we look at some of the football out there and it isn't majorly inspiring is it There's, yeah I mean that, that is it isn't it there's that, a real lack of inspiration from what we're seeing at the moment um, that's the way I feel especially about today I was just felt it was you know average everything was average we did everything in an average way um, you're, and, and the thing is is that, that in, in a way the, um, the Eastley game is kind of hanging over us because, because if we say we lost the next two the pressure going into that game becomes immense, I think, on Smith. Um, but if he can get points out of the next two games, then that changes the, the picture. Changes the picture. Besotted uh, Pride of West London Boxing Day podcast. Um, we got the point today. Fair enough. We're going to play Norwich on uh, New Year's Eve. Cheers. I bet the Norwich fans are absolutely delighted about that. 5.30 kick-off. Game finishes at 7.30, so they won't be back for midnight, so they'll have to spend their evening in Brentford, which is uh, one of the, you know, one of, one of the sites of, of London, and they, they'll, they'll, they'll know all about Brentford by the, by the end of the evening, I'm sure. Listen, everybody, have yourselves a great Boxing Day, have a great rest of the holiday, you'll check us out in the next couple of days, we'll have a podcast coming this week, should be out on Thursday morning, we need to sort out exactly where we're going to record it, how we're going to record it, who's going to be on the podcast, all that kind of stuff. It's all a bit Christmassy at the moment, so people are all over the place, but never, never don't worry about it. But anyway, we got a point. Boxing Day, atmosphere is a bit flat, but hopefully we're moving ourselves into next year where hopefully we will actually do a little bit better. But as we say, Boxing Day, Merry Christmas to you all, and uh, we're moving to Happy New Year, as we say. Come on, newbies! Away days are great, but there's nothing quite like playing at home. The same goes for McDonald's. Maximise your home ground advantage with McDelivery. Order now on the McDonald's app. At participating restaurants, 18 plus, serving times, delivery fee and terms apply. See mcdonalds.com. This podcast is proud to be part of the TalkSport Fan Network. TalkSport. Powered by fans.